0: Our first reading this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 19, starting to read at verse 28, and you can find that on page, oh, oh, okay, it, the first reading is Luke, but Amanda's doing it. <laughs>
1: Apologies for my friend here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, go-
1: <laughs> the gospel reading is from Luke chapter 19, starting to read at verse 28, and can be found on page 1054 of your Bibles. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, calling up to Jerusalem as he approached Beth Vage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives This is the Gospel of the Lord.
0: Thank you. Our second reading is from Psalm 118, and that can be found on page 616. We're going to be reading verse 1 and 2, and then skipping down to verse 19 to the end. And as verse 1 and verse 29 are the same, I would like you to join in with full voice, with verse 1 and verse 29 with me, please. So, Psalm 118, starting at verse 1. And together we say, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is God. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The throne the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us with bows in hand, join in the festive procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. Amen.
2: Good. Anyone else want to come and preach? Anita? Amanda? <laughs> no? Oh. No, not the okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Let's pray, shall we? Oh, Father God, thank you that you are here. And uh, even when we don't feel it, uh, you are here. Even when we don't see it, you are here. Thank you, God. Open the eyes of our hearts today as we explore this uh, familiar story and make it, uh, make it new to us, fresh to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, Jesus is on a journey. He's on a journey from a place called Jericho to the city of Jerusalem. Not a huge journey, but long enough. 23 miles, not all of it, on a donkey. That'd be quite uncomfortable, wouldn't it? 23 miles on a donkey. But certainly this last bit. And with a crowd of people shouting, Hosanna, waving palm branches and praising God, together they all wind their way up, and up, and up to that beautiful city, to Jerusalem, the city on a hill. Palm Sunday, such a special day. Everybody, wave your palm crosses again. Come on. Yes. Let's say it. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. There we go. (laughs) You can make your own words up, can't you? But what is, what is the big deal. Why do we mark Palm Sunday every year in church? What's Palm Sunday all about? Well, Jesus is on the final stage of his journey to the final week of his life. He knows he's going to be killed here, just outside the city walls. And Palm Sunday marks for Christians the beginning of Holy Week, where we too, you and I, we journey with Jesus in our hearts, reflecting on those final days of his life with one eye on the prize, Easter Day. It's an annual rhythm, isn't it? We do it every year. It's a cycle which reminds us of our own journey through the hardships of life. As we keep one eye on the future prize, Our eternal life with Jesus. And that day is coming. Hallelujah. So this morning, looking at that eventful day, Palm Sunday, I want us to explore three mini-episodes, okay? Three snapshots within Palm Sunday, which I think are pretty significant. We'll explore the why, the whatever, and the worship. Okay? By looking at Jesus' mates, the donkey, and the procession. And as we do, we'll find that there's stuff in this story that can really uh, help us live out our faith journeys in the world around us. Is that okay? All right, good. Firstly, then, the why. Why what, you ask? Well, why did Jesus go on ahead of his disciples to Jerusalem? Did you see that little piece of detail tucked away at the start of the reading? There it is again. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. Why is he rushing ahead of his mates? It wasn't, you know, a case of, oh, do you know what, guys? I fancy going to the capital city today. You up for it? Shall we go? No, it wasn't. Jesus knew that his mission on earth was nearing its end. It's all about location, location, location for Jesus, isn't it? It's Jerusalem, 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 the place where God would die for the sins of the world. Past, present, and future. But why does he go ahead of them? Ahead of the twelve? Well, it's not so much that Jesus was in a rush. It was more that his disciples were dragging their heels. The heels of their hearts. Because really, they didn't want their teacher to die, did they? They couldn't understand what he was going to do here in the capital city. He told them enough times, he told them three times in fact. He even told them he'd rise again after three days. But every time this information had gone in one ear and out the other. And they were more interested in arguing about who was the greatest or who would have the best seats beside Jesus when he came and set up his kingdom reign on earth. So the reason why he went on ahead is because he had to fulfill the plan of his heavenly father. He had to go to the cross. In obedience to him. That's the why. Secondly, let's explore the whatever. All right? The disciples, two of them at least, they catch up with Jesus, who's gone on ahead. They catch up with him. They approach a nearby village on the way up to Jerusalem, and he tells them, Go to the village ahead of you. Sorry, what? (laughs) You want us to go to the village? I thought we were going to Jerusalem. What is it? Is it lunchtime? Are you hungry? Why do you want us to go to the village? And as you enter it, he says, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. Can you imagine the two disciples giving each other a knowing glance, as if to say, donkey, he wants us to go and fetch a donkey. What? So the disciples at this point were probably like, you know, whatever, okay. He wants us to get a donkey. Oh, by the way, guys, Jesus says, if anyone asks you, if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. So the disciples, they're thinking, okay, whatever. Okay, we're going to go get a donkey from the village. But that's not the whatever that we're concerned with here. You see, the big whatever was all to do with the donkey's owners. Most experts think that this was all a done deal, you see, which Jesus had made in advance with them. He knew the donkey owners. They were his friends. They were his followers. This was all prearranged. Malcolm, Sheila, next time I'm in town, uh, can I borrow your donkey? Yep, yeah, great. Oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever, Lord, you can have whatever. That's how it was, you know. When the two disciples arrive in the village... It's not really a case of them using the Jedi mind trick. You know, you will release your donkey. <laughs> it's not that. It's, <laughs> it's about, it's about look, the Lord's wanting it. He wants what you've got. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Do you remember that deal you made with the Lord? Yeah, okay, take it. So, of course, they hand it over because they love Jesus. They trust Jesus. He can have whatever they want. And they know that he needs it for something, for something important. So that's the whatever. Thirdly, let's explore that, that great scene that then follows, the, the worship. You see, they bring the donkey to Jesus. They throw their cloaks on it. They place Jesus on it. And then he rides along. They throw their cloaks on the ground. It's like they're rolling out a red carpet for a celebrity. Celebrity. This is a worshipful scene. The crowd loosely quotes part of Psalm 118 at this point, which we heard read. And we hear this wonderful cry that rings out across the countryside as the procession nears the city gates. So let's all say together, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Oh, but as usual, as usual, some don't like it. It's the Pharisees. They don't like it because they don't like Jesus. They'll be the ones who in just a few days will stir up a different crowd. Not those who've traveled down with Jesus from Jericho or traveled up, but uh, the city folks stirring them up to demand Jesus' death. But this day, this Palm Sunday, is a fulfillment of ancient prophecy and nothing is going to stop it. Nothing's going to stop the king riding into the city that belongs to him. God told the prophet Zechariah half a millennium before that one day Israel's rescuer, their Messiah, would ride into this city, not as a warrior on a war horse, but as a humble king in peace, coming not to cause trouble, but to take upon himself all the world's trouble, the darkness and the sin upon the cross. And so the facts Speak for themselves, really. Here was the king, the Messiah, coming to save the people. Did they understand what from? No. Did the disciples? No. Not yet. Did the Pharisees understand who Jesus was? No. He irked them. He got under their skin. You know, in John's gospel, at this point in the story, the Pharisees, they're exasperated, and they say to each other, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. To them, Jesus was an inconvenience. How dare he speak of a God beyond our control? We are God's chosen representatives, not him. And there he is on a donkey. Who does he think he is? Jesus had won the hearts and the minds of the people, and for this, he was going to have to die. Palm Sunday, then, the why, the whatever, and the worship. What does it mean to us? Well, three quick challenges to you and I, however old or young we are today. Firstly, are you lagging behind Jesus today? We all do, obviously. None of us can ever keep up with Jesus. He's amazing. He's Jesus. But has he tried to show you something recently about who he is and the kind of follower he requires you to be? And, well, that's just not what you want out of Jesus right now or at all. Are you busy following your own version of Jesus like his mates were? You know, Jesus says, I'm going this way. I'm going this way. Follow me. Remember, Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he invites us to submit to his teaching and to learn from him every day. Because as we see in this donkey procession, Jesus is humble. Humble of heart. He comes to you today. He invites, not demands from you, your life, your everything. Yet, will we follow him? And when we follow him, though, what does he promise? He promises us true rest for our souls, the peace that the world cannot give. That's what he promises to you and I when we choose to follow him. So are you lagging behind Jesus today? Secondly, will you give the Lord whatever he requires from you? How many people here have a donkey at home? No one? I didn't think so. No. Okay, all right. We haven't got a donkey. But we have other possessions, don't we? Homes. We've got homes. Big ones. Medium sized ones. Small ones. Doesn't matter. We've got cars, haven't we? Flashy ones. Boring ones. Clapped out ones. Doesn't matter. We've got cash, haven't we? Lots of it. Little bit of it. Hardly any of it. Doesn't matter doesn't matter. When Jesus comes to you through the eyes of an individual, the needs of the church, or a charitable cause, when the Holy Spirit says to you, the Lord needs it, will you in your heart say, yeah, sure, whatever, Lord, you can have it. And then watch him use it. Finally, how is your worshipping life at the moment? Are you still stuck in a pandemic stupor, not sure of what it means to really engage with church anymore? Or are you feeling a little tinge of resentment towards God for, for something, something he's not doing in your life, or something he's doing you don't want him to do it? And it's kind of holding you back from engaging with him today in honest, heartfelt praise. Are you missing the point of what worship is really all about? You know, the little boy, Charlie, he had uh, COVID and he couldn't go to church that day. So his big sister stayed behind and looked after him. Mum and dad went off to church because it was Palm Sunday and they came back so excited, waving their palm branches in the air. Charlie said to his dad, what are they for? And his dad said, well, Charlie, when Jesus passed by, the people held, everyone held the palm branches over his head. Typical, Charlie says. The one week. I don't go to church and he shows up. (laughs) Don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. Are you in a good place with God today though? You might be in a good place and that's fantastic. That's worth celebrating, isn't it? Be honest today on this Palm Sunday with how you feel before God. And then make that choice to push beyond your emotions and praise God for who he, he is. Not begrudgingly like those Pharisees, but, but making the sacrifice of praise. Even when I don't see it, you're worth it. Even when I don't feel it, you are worth it. That is who you are, you're God. See, if we don't worship God, others will. Creation does, look at today. <laughs> Creation is praising, it's Creator. Even the stones will cry out, as it says in the passage. God is God, and he will be praised regardless of whether we join the party or not. If we don't, it's only us who lose out, isn't it? We lose the blessing that God wants to pour out upon our lives day after day. The crowd welcomed Jesus, but in their minds, they missed the point. The Pharisees' hearts were so hardened, they couldn't see the point. And the disciples were, as ever, too busy with their own feelings that, well, they couldn't find the point. But let's decide today to keep pace with Jesus by going where he goes. Let's have a whatever approach, shall we, to anything he asks of us, placing it all at his disposal. You can have it all, Lord. And let's make the choice to worship him beyond how we might be feeling today. And open our hearts to him anew, afresh, on this Palm Sunday. Amen.